Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson Show. I'm thrilled that you are here and joining us for this very special episode of the podcast today. This series, as you may know if you've been following along, is called Courage in a Crisis and it's part of a very special series of interviews that I've put together to try and help you as one of our audience members and listeners in our community to be able to help you to be able to get through this COVID-19 pandemic. There's no doubt about it, we're going through so much incredible and extraordinary change in what would normally be over a series of years is now simply in a matter of months and it means that we're all under extreme stress and pressure to be able to adapt, to be able to pivot, to be able to just simply cope with everything that's going on. So I am super excited to be able to share with you our very special guest today because of her area of expertise, particularly around stress, anxiety, the complexity of leadership particularly around being a female leader in an organisation or perhaps in an industry that may be male-dominated. And then on top of that, how you lead through all this when you're trying to just survive it yourself. And when I thought about all the things that I think, okay, if I had to bring in people who I know who their expertise is in helping people through change and through disruption and change like this who would I interview and today's guest was at definitely on that list and who I wanted to catch up with and share with you today so a huge welcome to you Joan McEwen thank you very much for joining us thank you so much Jane and a lovely intro and great to be here and can't wait to share what we talk about to the viewers yeah thank you and you know Joan you've spent so many years in this area of work we can see for those who are going she's got a sign next to her saying show up and you've got i can see women and there's traveling and you've got some of the mind sector there so probably give us a little bit of an idea of your background but i'd love for you to share for everyone a bit about your background and how what you're working on or what you do in your business at the moment okay so I'm a bit of a dinosaur. I've been around a long time and my career started off as a registered nurse back in Scotland because I'm Scottish mm -hmm. yes. and not really understanding why I was in that field. But I moved from being a registered nurse and understanding that I loved being around people, loved helping them in any way I could. And mm. so pretty much from an early age, I was very much of service to whoever needed my help who I could help mm. so from there I needed to learn more because we've got so much to learn in human behavior and people so I went and done a postgrad in mental health and that was where my world exploded because understanding the mind and behavior just kind of gelled everything and made so much sense and it mm. took away a lot of judgment around people because they were what we would call the norm 
so without really even knowing it intuitively, I just continued through life helping people and healing people. I got on my spiritual journey when I came to Australia, newly married, pregnant. We had a baby not long after we got to Australia and we traveled around Western Australia for many years and of course fell in love with the Kimberleys and learned all about their culture and the magic of how they managed their people and how they healed and how they grew and how they survived in their tribes and all of the beauty that that brought. So after 10 years of that kind of life, we now had two kids and went, need to learn some more. So we packed up our car and drove over to Queensland. And then mm -hmm. I went on for another three years to study as a naturopath. So getting the Eastern and Western medicine to make so much more sense so that I could offer my clients and people that I worked with an option to give them more choices and so it wasn't just mainstream that they looked at mm -hmm. and went into business for a while before being dragged back into the health scene and moved into occupational health and then started my journey within the resources sector initially as a health superintendent and gone through BHP, Rio Tinto, Anglo-American, mm. laterally into the oil and gas sector where I was the head of health, where developed, implemented and embedded health functions and really got that opportunity to give the workers a voice and help them get on top of their health. And also because that role really had a lot of so it was in the corporate world. So I was very much involved in mentoring not only my team, but other leaders as they were progressing through their career. So it was an amazing opportunity to get out my toolkit and use all these tools I'd collected over my career. And so I guess I left that world and went into a thought leader practice where I, I now coach and it's a bit different. It's probably a bit quirky in that it's not the 101 of leadership or the 101 to be successful, but it's mm -hmm. about how do you get the best out of you? And by understanding you, mm -hmm. you can excel in whatever part of your life you want to be. And I think from all of that, I work with leaders and I've got a huge focus around health and well-being because I just kind of get it and I mm. love when I can see people improving and, and getting that light bulb moment and accelerating in their life and their career. But I think when it boils down to it, in essence, I'm a healer as such. So whether it's through words or through examples or telling stories, I'm able to show people different ways to look at themselves to yeah. get that inner strength, which is what we all need at the minute, isn't it? As we are pivoting this extraordinary period in time. And that was probably one of the biggest things I think at the moment. There's so much that goes on in COVID-19. We've hit this time where I think the work that you do particularly, I think is really interesting around mindset, self-care, 
leading people? How do you manage other people with those challenges as well? We saw a report that came out today that was in the HRD report and the World Health Organization depending on what you want to listen to in terms of credibility for WHO at the moment. But regardless, the research is saying that there's a massive need and as a result of COVID-19, there was already a need for greater support with mental health, but even more so now with COVID-19. And I know that's a big part of what you do. What are you noticing as part of this pandemic? So you obviously understand the health side of it and a pandemic and what that means, but also from a leadership perspective and if you're in an organisation, like you've run the health departments for some of the largest organisations in the world, particularly for industry sectors where, I mean, everybody's health is so valuable in any sector, but particularly you've got lives at risk in mining and resources. And there's so many things I want to ask you, but if I just asked, what are you noticing at the moment in terms of the people you're speaking with, the types of organisations you work with and yeah, what are some of the challenges and what advice are you giving them? Gosh, we could be here for hours, Jane. I think what COVID-19 has brought to the fore is that mental health is no different to physical health. We've talked for years and years about chronic health conditions and the burden on the health system and in organizations but mental health always had that taboo that stigma around it yeah and i think now it's kind of normalized in that and it's encouraging people and i'm seeing a lot more people talking about anxiety and stress and spiraling out of control and having those mini meltdowns where they just feel like they've just lost all control and not to feel that shame that's historically been attached to it. And I think that's maybe a positive in it that because so many of us are being affected, that it's easier to have those conversations. But I think on top of that, we're then hit with hundreds of thousands of people losing their jobs, which takes on a whole different aspect of shame and disbelief that people who have worked all their life, who suddenly are walking down to Centrelink to sign on for welfare. And so that really tugs at the core of who we are and and that pride and that everything that we've worked for to achieve whatever we have in life is kind of being stripped away. But Mm. what I am seeing is that in that rawness, we are getting honesty and we are getting trust in ways that we've never experienced before. And the ego is being smashed because you've got really senior people in organizations being the same as Joe Blow working wherever and they're experiencing the same issues. So we're getting the exhaustion and the burnout and the, the just, I just cannot do this. I cannot go on. And the anxiety around that for many is crippling. If I can share a story that recently one of my clients, we'd been working together pre-COVID and we were just going through the standard, you know, how can I get my voice and how can I be a better leader and how can I work? And she was working in an environment that was very heavily male dominated and she was the senior leader. 
And mm -hmm. she said, you know, I've put on all this weight. I'm working like six in the morning till 11, 12 at night. I'm not eating properly. I'm not exercising. So we were working through how to manage that and get that into context. And then COVID came and all of a sudden she's a mom as well. And the kids were home from school. She was homeschooling. She set up a home office because obviously she started working from home, a home office in the dining room and trying to homeschool the kids, having all these back-to-back -back meetings. And she was just fragmented, spiraling out of control. And she said to me this day, I feel like I am just stuck. I'm stuck in mud and I cannot take one yeah. foot in front of the other. Yeah. And I said, well, we have to fix that because staying stuck isn't an answer and it's yeah. not a solution. What we need to do is find a way to unstick ourselves and move forward. And what we've done was we peeled it back to the absolute basics of life, the family stuff, what's important there, work-wise, what is the critical tasks that have to be done and relationship-wise, because she had a husband and he's kind of in the ethers because she just didn't have time for him. And I think just by stripping it back and going, life as you knew it is no longer. And I think once you get that realization that this is an incredible opportunity to rewrite our script so that we mm -hmm. can go, what is important to us? What is it that we really need and want? Mm. And how do we go about getting it? And so for her, it was this real clarity around, you know, I've not spent much time with my kids because of my job. And I kind of like them about, and I don't want to miss the next 15 years while they grow up. And right. I love my job, but there's more to life than my job. Yeah. And wow. who this man? <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not a bad bloke. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> isn't that fascinating? I find that really interesting because, I mean, for you and I, we've worked from home quite a bit. So we're kind of used to this. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed that in some ways I've forgotten you know, for a lot of people that they haven't had this experience. And I mean, I don't have children, but there's definitely people out there that I, I think are starting to question the way that they've been living. I know even Mark, my fiance, he's going, I just realized that I spend a lot of time in traffic and there's an opportunity to get the time schedules to work better. I was watching, I know Justin Dry, the CEO of Vino Mofo on uh, Instagram, you know, he puts a lot of photos of his little girl at the moment. They had their baby in December and most days, or if not every second or third day, he's got a photo of himself with his daughter and saying, this is the biggest opportunity that I've, he said, I will be so grateful for anything for this time. It's, you know, there's a lot going on with the business, but he said, I'm grateful for this time to be able to I'll never get this opportunity possibly I know for many wouldn't have had this opportunity to spend this time with their children or their partners and that maybe there is a different way and so with this going back to normal I don't know that that's going to happen but people starting to question maybe there is a different future or a different possibility for me as an employee as a leader as an entrepreneur even sometimes the insights that people have had with technology like going oh you can actually use 
technology for this stuff. It's always been there, but have we been conscious enough and aware enough to kind of go, actually, maybe if we actually use these things and at the moment with a collective, when it's hard to do it maybe on your own, but when you've got a whole organisation being forced to do it, the conversation, isn't it, for leaders and their teams or organisations just to go, maybe we can do things differently. I had two conversations with clients today. One was talking about an organisation that they've been working with where they surveyed the staff. Actually, it was two different people, but two different surveys. One was to an organisation where they asked them who wants to go back to work the way that it was, like face-to-face, full-time, and and who wants to continue to work from home in some kind of capacity. And most of those that answered were somewhere between 70 to 90%. They still want to somehow work from home. So I think it's a big challenge for organisations and some of our really senior leaders in organisations who are putting people under pressure to get back to work, back to the old ways of doing things, the power dynamic that's there, because there's a real fear for people that, well, if I don't do that, am I going to lose my job? I'm going to be out there with everybody else around the pressure to comply with that. But is the office complying with social distancing rules? Like maybe they're not. There's a real fear for some people with, if I go back to work, am I exposing myself to a health risk is one of the biggest things I'm coming up that I'm hearing. And then the other one is, is actually, this is pretty good. Can we work differently? So for those people who have perhaps got some of those types of questions that they're wondering and whether you're a leader, sometimes the leaders that, you know, senior leaders that are conduits in that and the conversations between the teams through to the executive team and executives starting to question this, do you have any thoughts or insights or advice for people who are, who are asking these types of questions and what they can do to empower themselves to feel like they have some way to work through that, particularly when there's a lot of fear associated around their health or having a voice? I think they're all great examples of what is currently going on and the fears mm. that people fear. And since we've come into COVID, there's been so much fear around mm. everything, you know, even the virus itself, the fear mm. that we are going to get something. And we know that there's a lot more viruses that are much more virulent and damaging to health than COVID-19. And there's a lot less impact that COVID-19 can have, but because it's this pandemic and there's so many unknowns that the Mm. fear has increased. I think what COVID's done is it's put us as a world, a global organization on hold. And the universe is saying what we've been doing in the past isn't working. We're going to Mm. stop and do a complete reset here. And it's up to everybody to input into this and to say, let's just go back to the old ways. Well, they don't exist anymore because We are so much more focused on our health and Mm. our socializing and what is safe now and how we can do it better. How can we build up our immunity? How can we look after our own health? So there's a much greater onus on what we can do for us because we know that currently 63% of Australia is obese. And 87% of Australians dying at this moment in time died because of one chronic disease. Mm. So this is our opportunity to look after ourselves. And the more that we look after ourselves, 
we get the confidence, we get that strength, we get that courage to challenge and say, that's not going to work for me, but mm. you have to be able to come up with something to say, but this would yes. work for me. Can we try that? And leaders at this moment in time don't have the answers because there is so much change and they're being yes. challenged personally, professionally and organizationally. So mm. from what I've experienced, all leaders want to be given options and triggers so that they can expand their way of thinking and also to look at some teams that are doing it really well. But also we've talked for years this heart-mind leadership where our mind is the doing part and our heart is the emotion, it's the feeling part. And historically, yes. we've had that command and control leadership that's all in the head. But what yes. COVID's allowing us to do is really connect the mind center and the heart center so that we yes. can come out with this new expression. And Jacinta Hearn is a great example, great example of how she leads and how she collaborates and how she just gets her people because she listens to them and she researches and she asks the questions and mm. nothing is too much bother. And I think what as leaders we're finding is that we have to become more receptive and more open and braver to try mm. things differently. But mm. I think you're in a team to share it and work together. That's the collaboration and that's where the magic happens. And for once, people are going to be given a lot more choice, but be held more accountable. So if you're making these decisions, then you need to deliver on what we've agreed on right. and to demonstrate that it's working. And I think for some, it will reduce stress. It will improve their health because they'll be more motivated to address this. Eating will change, you know, the foods that we've been eating and how we view foods and what we are now valuing as important to get our energy and to maximize that. But not everyone's going to be the same. Some people might want to go back to the office, but conversely, when they go back to the office, they're going to see it's different. Yes. And having had a taste of two, three months working from home, it might happen that a week into it or a month into it, they're renegotiating their terms because it's mm. not working. And remember, yeah. coming out of COVID, everyone has got so much healing to do mm. because this has been a huge stress for everybody. But the people who I'm seeing are really flying forward at the minute are people who are really being proactive, who are looking at how they're thinking and how they can start shifting that mindset, becoming more agile, mm. looking at their body. What are they doing with their body? What are they putting in their mouth? How are they moving? Are they exercising? Are they walking? Are they enjoying the environment? Are they getting into nature? And then our emotions, you know, taking time to listen, to be present. And what are we thinking? And what thoughts are useful and what aren't at this moment yes. in time? And having that awareness to discard what's not useful at this moment in time. Yes. 
And these people are just flying forward and you attract like-minded people. So people will start yes. gravitating to these people because they've got this momentum at the minute yes. that's driving forward. And so people are looking at them going, wow, I want to be part of that and I want to try what they're doing. Yes. Even in these challenging times, these I call them unusual times because everything's up for grabs, you know. Yeah. We have got this amazing opportunity at the first time ever that we can go, hey, I want to go this way and, and yes. create it. I think you're spot on. I love what you're saying, Diana. I love your holistic approach to your work in terms of the opportunity that's there for leaders. There's what I'm hearing is more conscious choices about how we do our work, which means now people, it sounds like taking more personal responsibility because of the accountability to make, okay, well, if you want this to work differently, it's also now more awareness of, well, here's what I need. Here's what I am now aware. Instead of being powerless of this is what I'm given and this is how the organization works, is I, okay, well, you want some flexibility here. What works for you? You need to tell us and you need to come up with a plan and you need to deliver on your accountability. So I love what you're saying, which is what you talk about with your show up message a lot, which is around personal responsibility. I think this is almost the perfect time for your message coming through as well by the sound of it. But I love your holistic approach because you really get organizations and how they work and how leaders work as well as the context of health and well-being and then also this beautiful spirituality side that you bring in you don't talk about it all the time but it does come through in your work and I think by default it's almost impossible if you're a high performing leader I mean most high performing leaders that I know have some element of their performance or their discussions or that because like you said to get that sense of a centered self and to do that work on self this is where it comes through. So Joan, if people want to find out more about your work, because what you do is really unique, really valuable, especially at the moment, because there's so many questions. And like you said, so much is up for grabs and how we define our futures and what we want, whether it's in our work or who we're defining who we are as a leader in an organization and what type of future we want to create even for our teams. So if people want to follow you, you've written a book on this, actually. You've written the book called Show Up, which is particularly for women in the mining sector, but definitely applies to women in male-dominated industries and leaders in general. But if people want to go find out more about you, Joan, where are they best to go? And if they want to buy your book, where would they go? Yep. So the best place to go is my website, which is mm -hmm. com, And you can mm -hmm. buy my book there and you can check out my coaching programs that run. They're all there. Love you to connect with me on LinkedIn. So oh, yeah, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And I'm on Facebook. Lovely mm -hmm. to connect on Facebook as well. And then there's my email, which is McEwen, joan at com. So please connect and check out my website. Certainly have a read of my book. And it's interesting, Jane, I was just looking at my tagline and we've done this maybe 18 months, two years ago, and it's show up and lead through times of change. And mm -hmm. look what we've got now. You know, it's like the leaders of our future are the ones now who are just leading and 
taking it in their stride and just being open and receptive to every opportunity mm. and instead of going oh my god it's like how can this benefit me how can yeah. i work this to get more to make it beneficial for everyone so how is it going to better me because we're all going to be so much better once we come out the other side of this and yeah. we'll be more kind and more humane yeah i think so too i think you're right i'm seeing a lot more of that and a more mindfulness and just a bit more compassion and empathy and understanding for people for leaders just being able to realize that this is about keeping people particularly when you're not seeing them face to face around that human connection now so thank you so much for joining us today i know how busy you are with all the things you've got on happening with COVID 19 and we're really grateful for your time make sure you reach out to joan introduce yourself tell her you heard you listened to the interview on the podcast reach out and say hi introduce yourself make sure you jump on have a read of Joan's book and connect with her as well. It'd be well worth your time. Thanks so much, Joan, for joining us. Thank you, Jane. And remember, this too will pass. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> Such a great reminder. I love that. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, Joan. Thanks.